0: Hit record. Anything you particularly want to talk about?
1: I have. I have. I have an idea of one
0: thing. Cool. Let me know when you're recording.
1: I. I am recording now.
0: Hello and welcome to being honest with my ex. My ex is Sj, better known as Honor Eastley.
1: My ex is Peter C Haywood.
0: And we are the greatest ex couple in the history of mankind.
1: I don't know about that.
0: Okay. Who's better? Go.
1: Um, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman. Did they go out? No, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom,
0: Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely can't back that up.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so. That's right. So until other evidence surfaces, we are the greatest <laughs> exes in the history of mankind. That's just an indisputable fact until someone disputes it, <laughs> in which case it is totally disputable.
1: Or until we, like, get married again. Again. We didn't get married. You know what I mean. <laughs>
0: Until we reengage and then break up again. And then it'll be being honest with my ex, ex, ex.
1: I am very, very glad that, like, we chose to break up before we got married.
0: I mean, we we never set a date or anything like that. We we're going to be together for a few years before we got married.
1: I still stand by what I said.
0: That's true. I'm glad that we decided <laughs> to break up before we had 15 kids.
1: <gasps> oh, my God. That would have been... That would have made it more difficult. <laughs> Do you... Okay, so...
0: You're about to ask me if I remember something key about our relationship, aren't you? (laughs) Do you remember that we used to go out?
1: Do you remember that, Peter? I don't know if I probably clarified this with you. What? But we used to have a joint account.
0: Yes, joint bank account.
1: Yes. And when we broke up, we still had that joint bank account.
0: This is correct.
1: And it had several thousand dollars in it. Did it? Nah, it didn't. It had no money in it. It had zero (laughs) dollars in it. It was all good. That's what I thought. (laughs) I finally, like, ages after we broke up, I rang up the bank to cancel it. And you had already done so.
0: Is this the whole story? No. I was going to say, this is a a bad story. (laughs) The story (laughs) of the phone call to the bank that didn't do anything. (laughs) Had you... Yeah, I went in and closed it because we'd broken up.
1: Oh, you went in and closed it. Okay. Well, yeah, that's simple enough. Except that at the time when I rang up the bank and I tried to close the account, I was very, very angry at you. Yep. And the guy over the phone, I don't know, I just made friends with Mr. Man from the bank. (laughs) And I think I probably told him some derogatory stories about you. What?
0: (laughs) Wait, just let me me get this straight. Okay, so... You be the bank person, I'll be you. Ring, 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 ring.
1: (laughs) Hello, you've called non-specific bank.
0: Is this Mr. Man from the bank?
1: Yes, it is Mr. Man from the bank. How
0: are you? How are you going? I want to be your friend.
1: That's really great. Do you have anything that you... Let me tell you about
0: my ex. Oh my God, what a fuckwit. So, now that we're friends, let me tell you about some of the (laughs) shit that guy did. And I will point out, I was very patient with him. Thousands of people have told me how patient I was with this guy. Is that roughly how it went down?
1: <laughs> That's pretty much, you know, like the likeness is, is uncanny.
0: <laughs> I had a tap on your phone, so that was verbatim.
1: No, it's like you know, you know, when you're on the like on the phone to someone who's doing something on their computer, there's like a bunch of silence. I just filled that silence with awful <laughs> stories about you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you want to tell one of these awful stories? What's the most podcast friendly one?
1: So I think probably one thing that I definitely told them. But the thing is, you're going to refute the story now. And it was much more fun when you weren't there to refute it.
0: To it was way more fun spreading rumors about you when you weren't there to correct them. That's, that's weird. It's strange that's the more fun way of doing it. Have I ever told the story in this podcast about the time you kicked a child in the head? Have I ever told that little anecdote? We are in it's the park thing that and SJ was no, just like, I hate kids that... and also black people and just tried to find a black kid to kick. Could only find this a white not... kid. Kicked it no, anyway. No. <laughs> what was no. the story? Go.
1: Okay, so the story was that we broke <laughs> up and you asked me to pay you back for the engagement ring that I had.
0: Yeah. Is that the whole story? So that was
1: the story. Yeah, and I was like, fuck you, man. I mean,
0: we, we went halves in a very expensive ring. And then broke up.
1: Dude, the very expensive ring was not a very expensive ring.
0: It was when you have no income.
1: Yeah, but for, uh, like, okay, so I currently have a partner who is a jeweler now. (laughs) And so I understand a bit more about how much (laughs) rings cost.
0: The fact that it wasn't expensive for a ring does not stop it from being a lot of money compared to the zero dollars that we had at the time.
1: Yeah, I think it was just, like, we, we had... You know, I was just like, a lot of things come out in the wash and that just felt like...
0: A slap in the face.
1: Yeah, it felt intentionally mean.
0: It wasn't intentionally mean. I was I was freaking out not coping.
1: I think it was like 150 bucks or something.
0: That was half of the ring, yeah, it was 300 bucks.
1: And I was like, are you serious? And I thought that you were just like having a moment and I was like, oh, I don't think that that's... That's not very nice, but I'll give you the ring back thinking that you would be like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. That is a really weird thing to ask. And then would be like, don't worry about it. Forget I ever said anything. But you're like, yeah, actually, can you give me the ring back? And I was like, what are you going to do with this ring? So I told you I didn't know where it was. I know exactly where it is. I'm looking at it right now.
0: I I feel like your attempt to like, first of all, I admit it was a dicky thing to do and I have apologized for it. But I feel like your attempt to make me sound like a a bad guy here has not been super effective because the story that you just told was, you asked for the money, I said no, you asked for the ring, I told you I'd lost it, but I hadn't.
1: Okay, I told you (laughs) the most podcast-friendly story I could. Okay, that's fair. You asked for a podcast-friendly story, that's a podcast-friendly story, that I think I told a random bank teller.
0: I have since apologized for asking for the money back. And also, I don't think you told me that you'd lost it. I think you just kind of dropped it and it never came up again and I totally forgot about it.
1: Yeah. But to get to the point of the story, which was... Yes. I was telling a man at the bank that you were awful. So he was like, oh, while you're on the phone, would you like to cancel your credit card? And I was like, I don't have a credit card. And he was like, you have a card on your ex-partner's account. And I was like, what?! I was like, oh my god, I hate this man so much. I could do so many evil things. I need a new computer also. Can I buy a new computer? And he was like, I cannot give you any more advice over the (laughs) phone. I was like, how much money is there on there?
0: There was enough for a new computer?
1: He he did tell me. There was a lot of... There was a lot of... uh,
0: Available funds.
1: There was a lot of room to move on that card. And... The end of the story though is that I didn't, a lot of people, a lot of people, I told this story to a number of people because I thought it was hilarious and it made me feel good about myself because I was evil at the time and having some small amount of power of you felt good. And a lot of people were like, you should just make really, really weird random purchases so that it'll come up on his car and he'll be like, when did I go to like sexpo or... <laughs> Stuff like that. When did
0: I go to Sexpo? (laughs) Not, I didn't go to Sexpo, but (laughs) when did I go to Sexpo? I must have. I must have at some point gone to Sexpo.
1: But I didn't do anything. I didn't use the card at all. Because I'm a very good person. But also, when we finally (laughs) met up again, ages later, ages later, we kind of like made a bit good. And at the end, I was like, you know, your credit card, next time you should like cancel your credit card. And you were like, no, I I think it worked out fine. And I was like, I could have spent heaps of money on your card. And you were like, well, I just figure I'll just only give it to people that I trust. And I was like, but things can change. And you were like, yeah, well, I was right because you didn't spend any money on it. And I was like, fuck you (laughs) for being right. that I am a good and moral person. You butthead. Yeah.
0: So, uh... I would appreciate it if you would just acknowledge the whole forgiving me about the engagement ring because I've I've mentioned a few times that I did apologise and you've been like, yeah, but you're a dick
1: Oh yeah, you did apologise and it's okay
0: Okay, cool, the the it's okay thing never came up
1: (laughs) Well, when we talked about it, you were like wow, I don't even remember doing that
0: Yeah, I really didn't
1: Yeah, you were like, I was in a really bad spot and I don't remember doing that and I am sorry and I was like, okay man I mean, I wasn't, I was like okay, fuck you and then I went away and thought about it. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> uh,
0: and secondly, yeah, like, I I wouldn't have ever given you a credit card if I thought once we broke up, you're going to go and spend all the money. Like, firstly, I don't have any money.
1: But you have a credit card, which means you can have a lot of credit card debt.
0: But, like, I wouldn't have been engaged to you if you were a bad person. That's not how it works. Like...
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that. I don't know if you remember this. When we were going out, you are like... You generally trust people in general but you don't trust specific people, whereas I am more suspicious of people in general.
0: Wait, do you mean I don't trust specific people as in you can name them or as in I don't trust a person, but I trust people?
1: Uh like I don't know who specifically, but like the human race in general, you, tr- you trust people. You're like innocent until proven guilty, but I'm like...
0: Guilty until proven innocent.
1: <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been fucked over.
0: I haven't. I, um, I've, lived, I've lived a ridiculously charmed and blessed life, and I'm very appreciative of that, and I try to do good with the gifts I've been given, but holy crap, my life is insanely good, despite opportunity for things to go bad, I suppose.
1: Like, what would you think of as an opportunity for things to go bad where it didn't, other than me not stealing your money that you didn't have on your credit card?
0: I mean, I think, okay, so first of all, I'm a straight white male in a Western country, which is just immediately better than most of history. Not better as in morally better, but as in, like, that's the jackpot to a certain extent. Like, if if you could choose what to be, you would probably choose to be a straight white guy in a, in a Western country.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think... I feel like that is going to raise problems it's about choosing. But, like, it's definitely a very privileged position. It's a very
0: privileged position. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to be offensive. Um, <laughs> uh, no one I know has ever died? Yeah. Like, that's insane. I've known so many people and none of them have died. Um... I decided to become an erotica author and then three months later it was a full-time job.
1: Someone I kn- someone I don't really know, but someone I know that is like f- good friends with all of my friends died this week.
0: Oh. Are you okay?
1: I'm okay because um, I didn't really know them, but a number of my friends knew them and it was just, it's just really... Like, I was just thinking about that today because... It makes sense. I just found out a little bit of stuff about it and... I was just like, oh, that's that's just so awful. And it's really not, it's really not happened to me. I just haven't had anyone close to me die. And people can just leave in such, you know, so immediate ways. I was reading about, this is going to go off the topic a little bit, but I was reading, do you know who Sheryl Sandberg is? I do not. Sheryl Sandberg is the chief officer of Facebook. She's like one of the most powerful women in tech. She also wrote a book called Lean In, which is about like female leadership, which I haven't read, but I've heard is very, very good. Anyway, her husband died last year. Um, oof, this looks bad. I can't remember his name, but he's the CEO of SurveyMonkey. Monkey. Uh-huh. But what I found, I mean, he died. He just fell over while he was on a treadmill and he hit his head and he died. And I was just like... <laughs> I was actually felt kind of bad because I was thinking about it from an economics sort of brain in terms of how much energy you invest. Like, these people had, you know, they'd had a long marriage and they, I think they have kids. Yeah, they definitely have kids. And like, how much time you invest into that person and that relationship. And then it's just, it's just,
0: it's just gone. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but you don't invest with the intent of return. You invest because you love doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, invest and you hope that it will keep going not as easy in terms of return but like the only way that I can relate to it and this is a very pale comparison is I've just done like 40 hours of therapy with my therapist and the idea of having to start with a new person is really shit because like all of this time and energy that's been invested to this relationship gotta start from the beginning again that was my only comparison
0: that's <laughs> a big reason people don't break up as well
1: oh it's that sunk costs thing
0: it, it's it's sunk costs but also if you want to be with someone but you don't want to be with the specific person that you're with breaking up is an acknowledgement of having to find someone new and start again and that's exhausting like a lot of people would mo- much more happily be with someone they're unhappy with if that makes sense.
1: There's a really really great article by my favorite website. I think it's your favorite. Is it your favorite website? Wait, Wait the the why? It's yeah. it's
0: it's in the top 3. It's amazing.
1: It's a really great website. They do long form blog posts about a lot of different things that are really helpful for your life like yeah. I got introduced to it from by they do a really great post about procrastination
0: did I put you onto that
1: you put me onto that and then I read it and I couldn't sleep because I was like oh no this is my life and I ah.
0: yeah that was a big thing for me as well that that post is probably the post that is that's probably the piece of writing that has most drastically changed my life
1: they have a lot of posts up there most of their email is about that post
0: it's incredible We'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, there's three articles, and I really recommend reading them in order. And they're not short, but like I said, it's changed my life more than anything ever. Ever. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> really, really good. It's amazing. Anyway, they have they have another post. It's called How to Find Your Life Partner. And it's very heteronormative. Like, it's very, maybe not heterosexual, but it's very, like, normative.
0: It's very much have a partner who you stay with, and you only have one partner.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah. so it's like how to find the person that you want to marry and have babies with and all that kind of stuff. The bit that I love that's at the start of the article it's a very it's a really good article that I've shared with a lot of friends is it's a little diagram, and it's like when you're single, it feels like everyone who's in a relationship has got it all figured out and in terms of a staircase, you're at the bottom and they're at the top, and that's the figured it all out staircase but in reality, it looks more like this and it's got like the single person in the middle of the staircase the people in a happy relationship at the top and the people in a shitty relationship down the bottom. Yeah. Because if you're in a shitty relationship, you have to break up, emotionally repair, be like able to open yourself up to a new relationship and then find a new relationship. Like you are definitely a step behind. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is a really helpful thing to think about if you're single. Um, That's a really freaking great website. It's so good. I actually support them on Patreon. Do you support them on Patreon?
0: Uh, I don't, but that's because I have no money at the moment. I spend all my money traveling around the world.
1: Isn't that just awful?
0: I am so broke right now. I'm I'm probably the brokest I've been for like two to three years.
1: I just got a new job.
0: Ooh, do you want to talk about it?
1: I actually don't know how much I can say, but (laughs) I... Like, as in, like... Let
0: let me start talking about something that I can't talk about as well, so... No,
1: no, no. I mean, as in, I don't think I can be really specific, but I'm doing a role as a peer support worker in mental health.
0: Do you mean peer support worker?
1: No, not a peer support worker. A peer support worker.
0: That's just a hobby.
1: That's just a hobby. (laughs) That's
0: what you do in your off time. That's when I
1: want to practice my patient skills (laughs) and my tolerance skills. Yeah, so that's just... It's actually interesting because more kind of mental health organizations are looking to include more peer support workers. And what a peer support worker is, is someone who has lived experience of mental illness to kind of guide people through their recovery process. So it's actually relatively kind of new to be included in like a more like established institutional setting to have that in there. And that's really great. Have you started? I start in a couple of weeks. I'm actually a little bit terrified.
0: Ooh. Is that good?
1: Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's the good kind of terrified. It's the kind where, you know, if you start doing something where you're learning a lot of things and really anxious because you're learning a lot of new skills, that you are extremely exhausted at the end of the day.
0: Right, yeah, because mental overload.
1: You're just on all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because I've done a bit of work like that, but um, this will be my first kind of proper sort of role doing that, which would be good can i can i share with you something
0: no fuck no god no please <laughs> never share anything with me again i would like this podcast to be me talking and you listening or ideally us just sitting in silence
1: <laughs> do you want to try that no <laughs> you don't want to try it
0: we could but then i would just edit it out like it would be really boring i guess, no no i'm like
1: that's, that's not a good idea
0: no no is my answer to that question no
1: I think he said no enough times.
0: You don't seem to be understanding the concept of consent, SJ. I'm saying no, and you're misunderstanding that.
1: Wait on, wait on, wait on, wait on. But your no means that I should keep talking and not be silent. So <laughs> I'm really...
0: You are. Your, your, your actions are accepting the consent.
1: I'm respecting your consent.
0: Okay, go. What, what's the what's the Sherry thing?
1: So I pretty regularly, because I do a lot of Is stuff... It's going to be gross? No, 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 no.
0: He said I pretty regularly and then paused and I was like, oh, what's happening?
1: <laughs> You're just so funny around body stuff. Like, you don't like people who fart or burp and...
0: I don't not like people who fart and burp because that's every person ever. I don't like it when people are like, hey, I'm going to do a thing and then they burp. And I'm like, that's not a thing. Like, No,
1: but, but 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 you don't like it but I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Uh, da, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't make a thing. No, I find that gross. Exactly. Like, just, it's a, just an unceremonious burp. Like, you would, you would not like that either.
0: Correct. I don't, I don't like that, no.
1: It's just find it weird.
0: Do you remember the diagram?
1: What was the diagram?
0: I have this rule that if something makes me unhappy and there's no positive, I don't want to encounter that. If something makes me feel bad and there's no good that comes of it, why would I want that to happen? And so I don't like body horror stories and I don't like images of dying children or, or really gross things. Uh, which I think is reasonable. I think it's okay to not like stuff that makes me unhappy. And when we were together, you had this incredible habit of forgetting that all the time. <laughs> so you'd be like, hey, Peter, let me tell you this story. And then the story would be something that I'd be like, that is awful. Like, I don't want to hear about that. Please don't tell me these things. Oh, and then the man. next day you'd be like, oh, hey, let me tell you this thing that is awful. And I'd be like, "Do we... So I ended up making this diagram. It was a flow chart And it went is this something peter actually needs to know yes or no if no is this something that is going to make peter unhappy yes and no if no don't tell (laughs) peter and I, i think i said that as like the background of your computer or something i just remember this this image being like i had to prominently present it to you in your life for you to get the idea that i don't want to know stuff that is going to make me unhappy that i don't need to know It took a long time to train that into (laughs) you.
1: I had totally, totally forgotten about that. But now I remember every time I would go to tell a story, you'd be like, now just take a moment. Like, what does this story involve? (laughs) Do you want to still tell it? Okay, this story doesn't involve anything like that, so pretty regularly, because I do a lot of kind of stuff online and in public about mental health. Like pretty regularly people contact me to tell me different stuff about their journey with that or their experiences. Yeah, generally, I think it's pretty much exclusively positive things, which is nice. Like about about me anyway. Like, you know, I might be having a hard time. <laughs> I just mean like it's not exclusively positive. <laughs> oh no, this is the worst. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Being Honest no, With My just... ex, which is just audio of us laughing. Um, that's amazing. Oh, I really
1: fucked ju- that. It's generally what pretty positive
0: mean... about me. They're going through shit, <laughs> but the nice things are said to me, and that's what matters.
1: Shoot. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. I just mean it as in, like...
0: You understand. You, you get very positive feedback about your writing.
1: No, but it's just, like, I've copped a lot of abuse, and generally I get no abuse about the stuff that I've done around mental illness and mental health. It's right. all, yeah. like... People who are writing in a positive manner, even if they might be having a hard time.
0: Yeah, okay, I won't
1: <laughs> Okay. Anyway, today I got a message that it was, like, it was someone that I've known a few years ago, had a, bit, had a bit to do with anyway. I haven't seen them in a while and they just kind of, they just, you know, wanted to say, you know, thank you, I've been watching your stuff and I've been going through similar things and that but wow. That's always really nice. But the thing that really got me is they had included a picture of the pink moose that you get at the hospital that I've spent, like, a lot of time doing programs at. And I've spoken about this pink moose, like, a reasonable amount because I it's my favorite thing there and it's, like, always the best day. And it was just, like, oh, oh, my God, I don't think I've really gotten a message like that that kind of, like, I was totally teary because this person had kind of, like, I was, it was just really, really nice. And I showed my partner, in the picture and he was like, oh my God, that's so cute. You know, you're like Katniss Everdeen and the pink moose is your Mockingjay symbol.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's actually a great symbol.
1: I know. I was like, oh, that's actually really cute.
0: That's adorable. Uh, I want to quickly, before we wrap up, there's a quote we were talking, this this ties into things we were talking about, ties into my favorite blogger's which is Tim Urban from Wait But Why and also this guy called Seamus Young, who we will link to in the show notes, talking about investing in people. And this is about investing in creativity, which I, I I really like this quote. I'm not one of those people who likes to mock people for playing the lottery. It's just that my gambling takes a different form. Instead of wasting a couple of dollars for an extremely astronomical chance of success, I risk hundreds or thousands of hours of my life on projects, books, comics, game development, for a mildly astronomical chance of success. And like a lottery player, I don't play because I expect to win. I play because I enjoy the experience of playing. Oh, I really like that quote. And uh, I
1: really like that one.
0: What you were saying about uh, investing in people, investing in creative is the same way. Like, yes, if you spend 10 hours on a book and then accidentally delete the file, that sucks. But you don't do it for the book necessarily. You should be doing it at least in part because you enjoy it. And that's why we started this podcast, because I was like, I want to do this. I want to chat to SJ once a week, guaranteed. Uh, That's just a fun thing for me. And so let's make it into a thing that other people might enjoy as well. But really the reason that we do it is not for the chance of, I know, a podcast award. Is that a thing? Uh, It's because we enjoy doing it.
1: I'm here for the opportunity to learn about myself, to learn how to be more patient with individuals in the community. (laughs)
0: do you mean the community of you and me (laughs) the two-person community
1: I feel like the things that I can learn through this project can be extrapolated out into the wider community (laughs) of blue-haired people (laughs) Eddie Izzard has a really great quote he says something along the lines of I'm not a capitalist I'm a creativist so I create things so that I can keep creating things like his market is about being able to keep creating stuff rather than about being able to keep make money yeah and amanda palmer talks about that a lot particularly in her book the art of asking that her accountant would get annoyed at her because she'd spent all of her money and pour it into whatever the next thing was without kind of looking at perhaps the long-term financials
0: yeah i'm a bit guilty of that i looked at the my finances for the last year and i think i made fifty one thousand dollars and spent eighteen thousand dollars on creative projects uh which is a lot of money to spend on creative projects I just really like how doing did you stuff.
1: how did you spend that much money on creative projects
0: uh, i I count stuff like buying a computer and an iPad because I use them for creative stuff, but also like uh I pay for I pay for art I pay for graphic design, I pay for website hosting I pay for a bunch of stuff like
1: yeah
0: i don't, i don't quite know how I got to that number and I should probably look at that, but I spend most of my disposable income on creative stuff because that's all I care about. That's all from us this week. Uh, we have a mailing list now. If you go to beinghonestwithmyx.com and click on mailing list, you can sign up. And if you do, you get a bonus podcast. There's a podcast that we recorded, uh, which I actually quite like, but we didn't put up. But you can get that by signing up to our mailing list. We also have a Twitter account.
1: Do Oh yeah, we do. It's called uh, Honest With My Ex. We decided that we would share articles between us through the Twitter. So if you're interested in the kind of stuff that we talk about, Particularly a lot of stuff to do with creativity, how to build a better life and interesting stuff from the world. Follow us on Twitter. You'll just see us like...
0: Pinging each other.
1: Pinging stuff back and forth. And then, you know, tell us what you think about that thing.
0: And lastly, we do an outro at the end of each episode. We actually run out. So if you're listening to this, please send us an outro uh, of you recording the script. It's on the side of our website, com. This week... Is from the lovely Lauren Mackey.
1: Oh, Lauren Mackey.
0: Uh, so... I love Lauren Mackey. Good. (laughs) I am glad.
1: She's the best.
0: She's the best? Yeah. Why don't you do a podcast with her then?
1: Chuck out the rest.
0: (laughs) Uh, so how how do we end this?
1: We're just going to hear from Lauren. I've never heard Lauren speak, so I'm excited.
0: So here is Lauren with our outro. Please send us one so that we have it.
1: Thanks for listening to Being Honest with My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review and tell your friends. Peter is my favourite son. (laughs) Do you think Lauren's New Zealander? She sounds a little bit New Zealand.
0: (laughs) I don't know. She's apparently your favourite, so you should know this.
1: (laughs) I'll have to ask her. That's all from us. Thanks, Lauren. Goodbye.